Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. Southworth. And I'm John Bishop. And welcome to the Kachat. The only podcast brave enough to ask the question. Hey, what's up with planes? Oh, we zagged on them. All right. What's up with planes? We watched planes. I mean, you watched it for the first time, which is more significant, but I rewatched it and boy, howdy, was it a trip both times. Man. Maybe even all three times. I don't know how many times I've seen it. Yeah. Oh boy. It's a weird un, folks. It's a weird un. Yeah, really. That is. was actually something so, I wanted to, to what ask. What was your favorite part of that movie? My favorite part of the movie? Uh, yeah, just right off the bat. Well, my favorite part of the movie was probably probably our good pal Franz. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be oh, 100% yeah, I was, honest. I was hoping for it. And that's going to bring us to our fun fact of the day. Uh, Franz is a 1954 Taylor Arrow car, which really exists, like for real. John, I think we have. That's crazy. I, I really think we probably have to assume that nobody listening to us has seen the movie Planes. I mean, that is a fair assumption. All right. So, uh, <laughs> did you like that smooth transition? I just, I just really want. Okay, so Franz. Yes. Okay, so planes. All right, so planes. Planes, Franz, go lay it out for us, John. Do it. You got right, it. So in the movie, in the movie Planes, there's a character named Franz. This character named Franz is a, an aero car, also known as a car that is a plane. It is a, it is a plane car, car plane hybrid plane car. It's a car that's a plane sometimes yep uh yeah he's just a little cart and he has he has like wings but they can like retract or like fold down and let me tell you this character is in the movie a total of two scenes for what would you say like two minutes total if that i'd give him a good three or four because like they were weirdly long scenes okay but like Man. Well, here's the thing. He came in. Franz is in it for two minutes, but von Fliegenhosen is in it for another two minutes. That is something about Franz we got to get into. Uh... Did I forget to mention that he has DID? Because he's, he's got DID. Gosh, he sure does. He, he has distinctive personalities for when he's a car and for when he's a plane. And they don't they don't particularly like each other. For some reason, one of them's this, like, shy, like, happy little guy who just is a real big fan of our our protagonist. And the other one's just this, like, really deep-voiced, kind of aggressive guy. 
like it's really weird it's really weird and i love it yeah and that that's gonna go ahead and take us into the it can't be that hard to come up with a better name than the wiki quote of the day uh (laughs) this one comes to us from https colon slash slash disney.fandom.com slash wiki slash fronds and i'm sorry i am on the wrong wiki i have too many of them open it's actually from https colon slash slash world of cars driving dot fandom dot com slash wiki slash fronds okay <laughs> if you look under the uh the uh, bio section uh you you all know how much i love the bios that they give these these lovely mechanical characters uh and let's see here one of his, he has two for some reason. Oh, it's one for each. Okay, I just realized that. Hmm. So this one's going to be Von Fliegenhosen's bio. It's at. Okay. With a flip of his doors, Franz Wings and his airborne alter ego, Von Fliegenhosen, emerge, turning the super fan into a brash, brazen, and fearless uber fan. Von Fliegenhosen looks down on his spineless four-wheeled counterpart. I want to go back to spineless real quick because I'm not just do it, saying that weird. They have it written out and in quotation mar- marks spelled S-C-H-P-I-N-E-L-E-S-S. So they've written in the German accent for us. Uh, He's spineless. Just in case we weren't sure about it. Yes. You, you don't seem to have realized what you have just pointed out. And that's that cars have spines. That's fair, yeah. Or maybe... Real quick, I'll finish the bio, but we'll get back into that. Uh, And his warring personalities don't see eye to eye on anything except the source of their inspiration, Dusty Crop Hopper. (laughs) Okay, so Uber fan makes me uncomfortable. Like, also, this movie came out well before Uber was, like, a big deal. Yeah, I mean, and Uber is a term uh yep but that does imply that if they don't have spines they at least know what spines are huh or maybe only planes have spines okay and that's why he doesn't like his spineless friend no john come on say it right spineless it's like how you smear a bagel you know all right so on https uh colon forward slash forward slash disneyplanes.fandom.com forward slash wiki forward slash fronds he says his voice gets well it says where okay turning into a plane where is his voice gets lower and he appears to have more strength i didn't know that he appeared to have more strength but apparently that was yeah i don't for (laughs) i i'm not sure where they got that implication johnny i don't i don't uh (laughs) i couldn't tell you it's not like he has feats he has Maybe a... his voice has more strength? I mean, he can fly. That's pretty strong. I guess. One last one last bit from the wiki, and this will be probably not the last, but under the trivia section, which honestly, if I had seen this while I was looking, it would have been the probably wiki quote of the day, better quote. Uh, <laughs> but it says, because Franz has a German voice actor, he sounds like Professor Zundop. Which, I don't know. (laughs) I like that they took the time to write out a bullet point in the trivia section just to say, 
oh, these two characters both have uh, German accents. That's their trivia, basically. <laughs> oh, he's, he sounds like that uh, guy from Cars 2. Okay, so Franz. We've, we've talked about Franz for the entire time of this. Yeah, but we haven't, like, said much. <laughs> Let's be honest. But do we ever say much? That's fair enough. Either way, we'll figure it out. We should talk about, you know, characters who are in the movie for more than three minutes. Yeah. At right, some so, point. Planes. General general synopsis. Yeah, he wants to be a racing plane, and then uh, he's a racing plane, and he's the best in the world. After, like, training for yep. two days. Yeah, he trains for two days, and also, like gets castrated i guess which we can go into that later oh we certainly will uh he's very discriminated um, against so <laughs> i guess is a yeah on account part. of being not built for for racing it's man it's weird it's real weird yeah he's he's if you didn't guess from his name dusty crop hopper he is a crop duster he's not like a racing plane but no he and it's not like he did this like incredible comeback from the end of the at the end of the race. He he was like leading most of the race. There was he, not very much He wasn't leading in the second leg of the race. <laughs> Cause in the first one, he got cold. Yeah, and there were like things in like several legs of the race that caused him to not do as well but it was never like i've got to overcome my own abilities it was like oh this jerk villain has knocked off my radio and made me go missing in the middle of the pacific ocean or uh oh this and they allowed me to continue the race with a severe delay which they they said that they knew his radio had been tampered with so why'd they still penalize him because they can't just assume he would have gotten there first. They had no time to go off of. Fun fact of the day number two. That's right, it's two of them. Oh man, two? Uh, voice actress for one of the characters is, uh, the voice actress is Priyanka Chopra, and she's married to Nick Jonas. Oh, was she the the love interest for Dusto? She was Ishani. Uh, I don't know if I could call Ishani... The love interest. Honestly, I feel like Dottie was a better love interest. Well, I mean, the movie was clearly implying that Dusty had feelings for one of them. They certainly did nothing with that little subplot. uh, Besides have them become vague friends. But After betrayal. Yeah, which he immediately forgives her for. Uh, (laughs) This isn't a great movie, folks. I'll come out and say that. What are you talking about? It got a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Really? Yep. That is higher than I'd expect, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we we talk about, I, I feel like fairly regularly, like, we're not the biggest fans of the Cars movies, but like, they're pretty decent movies. Like, even Cars 2, while not being like a great movie, it's like, I don't know. A decent, good movie. This was not that, I'll say, outright. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to have to disagree with you. I would say that this is on par with Cars 2. Nah, man. Cars 2 is better than this. Uh, like, again, Cars 2 is not a great movie, but this is not a good movie. <laughs> See, I don't know if it's 
that you think Cars 2 is better than I think Cars 2 is, or if you think Planes is worse than I think Planes is. Because it's one of the two of those. Maybe a mix of both. Can we talk about the fact that the Planes poster features far more prominently the villain of the story than the hero? Okay, so do you do you have a picture of Planes poster pulled up? <laughs> no, but I will certainly get one. Okay, so for some reason, this poster predominantly features the villain of the story, and, like, he is above front and center, and he's above Bestie Craphopper, the protagonist. I don't... I don't huh. get it. He certainly is, huh? He's, he's a lot more of that poster like, than the main character. Like, he's certainly the cooler plane. So maybe they just wanted to be like, uh, we have cool planes and not just crop dusters in our plane movie. Um, that's just weird. It's real weird. Okay, so back to how this is a bad movie. Uh, what what parts did you think were particularly bad? I mean, just like I was saying, like, the character, he, he does well the entire time. He, he He doesn't have much he has to overcome besides his fear of heights, which... Gosh, we'll get into the fact that this plane has a fear of heights. Uh, wait, wait, let's just talk about that right now. Yeah, let's go He's ahead. He's got a fear of heights. Yeah, Dusty Crop Opera's scared which, of heights. Which, for most of the movie, is a constant problem in regards to him racing. And, like, they solve it at the very end, I guess. Spoiler alert. But, like, also, it makes no sense that he's as good of a racer as he is. It makes yeah. no sense. Like, it's established right at the beginning that the fastest way to fly is to fly really high up in the sky and, like, dive at the end and stuff. But Dusty's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to fly really low to the ground. And yep. he, like, still... It doesn't hinder him until the last bit of the race where he has to catch up to the leader. And he's like, okay, I'll go up there. And, like, he's scared. But he just does it. And yeah. he's like, okay, this is cool. I'm up here now. Also, the villain is a racing plane who is just very, very much faster. He is faster than Dusty, like, definitively. And for some reason, that doesn't factor in to this guy actually winning. Because Dusty keeps constantly catching up for no reason. They explain it once. There is one there's one leg of the race where they're like, okay, so this one is through this rough low area, or you're disqualified if you go too high. So that's really gonna give this crop duster an advantage. That's the one time they ever say that he would have like an advantage for that. But he is constantly lower to the ground and slower and wasting more fuel and all these things. And it's not really a problem. Yeah, and like, it's not, I mean, obviously it's not just the, the villain who's a racing plane. He's up against a field of, I think, 12 other racing planes that were designed to go fast and win races. And he's, and like, I get, I get they were doing a metaphor about like never giving up and like overcoming circumstances. But like, he's a crop dusting plane. How can he? How can he do that? And, and like, like we're saying, because it's, he wanted to really hard, and because I guess because racism bad, 
Yeah. And like if they had like, given that him... was the theme of the movie. That was the entire theme of the movie. It feels like if you yeah. try really hard, then you can do whatever you want, no matter what is in your way. It felt super cheap. Yeah, th- that that's my one of my biggest issues with it. And, and like if they had given him some like he has technique unlike anyone else that is so good or like he's just so much smarter about like the way he's racing but like no he just wants to win the most you know that you'd think that they would do that but no they constantly point out how sloppy his turns are yeah constantly they point out that he's got sloppy turns that he he isn't a very professional racer and that like nothing about his technique is actually special or good he just wants it really badly and because he's the hero he wins yeah or even if they had made his like training bit with skipper the warplane like if they had implied like oh he's done this for months and months and months but no as far as i could tell it was like a week tops very generously that he trained to become a racer yeah and he was trained by a guy who hadn't flown <laughs> yeah. in years. Yeah. From our calculations, like, I don't know, 50 years. Yeah, 50 years on the low end. This guy hasn't flown since, like, he was two years old. Which also... What? Oh, it's a baffling boy. little movie. <laughs> and going back to the fact that the main point, the main, like, metaphor is like in part about racism and at the very least uh uh prejudice, prejudice. thank you the person they had voicing dusty crop hopper is dane cook and that's who they made <laughs> our hero in this story about overcoming prejudice maybe racism at again very least prejudice and like that just seems yeah. like a bad choice you know yeah like i'm not saying dane cook's like a racist or anything because i don't know i don't know the guy i'm just saying he's a very successful white dude who probably hasn't ever had to really deal with that at all and this is coming from other white dudes who haven't really had to deal with that (laughs) like yeah we get it like you wanted a, a big name but don't make just some generic white dude your racism metaphor yeah there there are so yeah. many better ways to have done that okay can we talk about the other uh, unfortunate things in this film such as uh i would love to like and i'm still like on the vein of uh like prejudice and like racisms they made the maid they made his friend a luchador they did and it most certainly the did. The was a lot of, a lot of stereotypes, and he was seeking a, a French Canadian woman who was a lot of stereotypes. Weirdly enough, she wasn't Canadian stereotypes; she was just French stereotypes. Yeah, I did think that was interesting. Also, I want to point out she was voiced by uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, who is not French nor Canadian. Yep. Which, like, there isn't a point there, really. But like, I don't know, hire a French person. <laughs> Hire a French person or a Canadian person. Yeah. But, like, come on. Ugh. I mean, okay, so those are bad enough. 
there were offensive stereotypes uh, and then and then they go for the the english plane and something that really amuses me is i could tell it was john cleese but you heard this this uh english plane and your only reaction was this is the most fake british i've ever heard i don't know they don't say matey what is this nonsense this is the most like caricature Englishman I've ever heard, and it's an actual Englishman. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with that. Like, he's... Rightio, good matey! He said... That's what was going on. He said matey! Like he was a pirate! Like he was parodying his own accent! Like, uh, uh... (laughs) Like, like, what I said uh, two seconds after he started talking was, well, they might as well have hired me to do this. Yep. That is what you said, and it was very funny because I was thinking the entire time we talked about it, which was only like 20, 30 seconds, like, boy, howdy, this is an Englishman. I wonder if Lucas, nope, he doesn't. I don't think he gets it. I don't think he knows this. Hey, Lucas, this this guy's actually English. (sighs) The fact that John Cleese was in this movie at all is baffling, but... The fact that, like, so many big names, Dan Cook, Stacey Keach... Terry Hatcher, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, John Cleese, Cedric the Inta- Entertainer, Val Kilmer. Who was Val Kilmer? What? Uh, Bravo, I guess? Who is Bravo? What? I have, I have no idea. Bravo? Probably one of the uh, planes that, uh, oh shoot, what were the names? The, the Navy members. Oh, the, the Jolly something. The, or the Navy, Jolly, Jolly Wrenches or something. Yeah, Jolly Wrenches. Yeah, Rinches. Jolly Wrenches. Yeah, th- there are two fighter planes who are barely in the movie. Yeah, he's in the movie for like a minute. Okay, so you know... Right? Am I crazy? No, yeah, you're you're right. So also Sinbad, which is weird. And Gabriel Iglesias. Do you want to know who Gabriel Iglesias voices? Yes, because I have no idea. The twins. Ned and Zed. He is both of the twins. He is both of the twins. <laughs> Why? Get two actors. <laughs> this isn't the parent trap. You don't need them to... <laughs> you don't have to digitally reproduce them. You're already made. Just get two actors. What? So, so this is gonna like be a, another tangent because that's what our show has devolved into for the past few episodes. Just a, a thousand tangents. Okay, so Gabriel Iglesias voices Ned and Zed, the twins. Who at one point in the movie, someone said, "Rumor has it that they used to be one plane." Oh yeah, this was going to be like a big talking point for me in this. Like they were one plane. I think they even said they were born. Either as one plane or like, can I remember something about them being joined at the wing when they were born? I think what they said was just something along, like, this is a paraphrase, but like, I think the words were similar to, uh, rumor has it, they were born one plane and they separated. Oh my gosh. Like. Not that they were born connected. That they used to be one plane, and then, like, asexually divided 
into being two different entities. I mean, even even the thought that they were, in fact, born as conjoined twins is massively bonkers. Lucas, so, so the fact that they were definitely born is still pretty bonkers. Yeah. Yeah, and this movie confirms birth, like for sure, birth happens. But also, Fra- Go- Franz says only six of us were ever made. Yeah, six of them were made, and these twins were born. But also, they were one thing. Oh man, how have I not T- seen planes and done this podcast for fifteen episodes, man? All right, tangent, tangent. You know how we th- saw the name Mustang Burger at some point, and then yes. we thought that's got to be a pun. The guy's name is Brent Musburger, so they just added Tang, so so it's Mustang. So, like, that's kind of a stretch even for them. Yeah, and one, uh, while we're talking about weird things, Colin Cowherd, who is like a sportscaster, plays a blimp in this movie. If you know who Colin Cowherd is, that's weird. A blimp. That's it. That has a nose. He has a nose, Lucas? Yeah, he does have a nose. Do you know how few... No one else has a nose. Yes, like, almost no one has a nose. And this character has a nose. And the reason I bring this up is because I saw this character's face, and I was disturbed. I was just bothered. And then I, like, took a few seconds, like, what is wrong with this face in particular? And it's the nose. The nose is just terrifying. And I realize that it's a simpler face because, like, it's just, like, a flat surface and... They're trying to make it a blimp, and that's harder to do. But, like, why'd they give this guy the nose? Ugh. Also, this guy's the one with glasses. And they're weirdly shaded orange or something. It's just so upsetting. Everything about this character is... Yeah, he's got, like, a weird visor. Yeah. And also, his entire body is his head. Because the rest of it's just filled with, like, helium. Yeah, like... I don't know, man. This, I get having blimps in it because, like, I don't know. You have all the other vehicles throw a blimp in there, but man, this one's just upsetting. <laughs> so very upsetting. Oh boy. So weird thing about the IMDb page that really bothers me is that they felt the need to put mm-hmm. voice beside each one of these credits, as if there were any live action appearances. I mean, I I think that's just uh, what they do for voice actors. They just do it across the board. I mean, if it's a if it's an animated film, why would you do that? I don't know. People who don't know anything about the film, they just they they may I don't know. They may get upset if they see Colin Cowherd and they're like, "Oh, my favorite sportscaster is going. His face is going to be in this movie," and then they're like, "That's just his voice as a blimp who's horrifying." <sighs> okay, let's 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 draw this back. Let's let's talk about your predictions. You made okay. a few. I did. I think you had six. I had like ten. Thanks. I mean, I I demanded that you write more down when you had six and wanted to start. I just didn't know if you had like actually gotten four more. Listen, man, I wanted to watch planes. Uh, <laughs> okay, predictions. My first prediction was. There was going to be a Lightning McQueen cameo somewhere in it. 
And if there was, we sure didn't catch it, but I think we looked up and there is one somewhere in it on like a newspaper or something. I think it's in the second one. Yeah, you're absolutely, yeah, that's what we found out. So, wrong. Uh, Second one was crop duster technique helps win race, which as we've discussed, nope, nope, it should have actively hindered him, but it It, didn't. It did, but it didn't. It was, oh, you have crop dusting tool the sprayer it hinders you but like it also doesn't and then it gets removed so it really doesn't yeah yeah uh the third prediction was there's going to be a grumpy mentor who comes to love him which that one was maybe oh boy was that just so spot on yeah and i feel like that one was maybe uh shooting fish in a barrel because like i don't know that that's what happens in these movies. Is there's a grumpy mentor who's like, "I won't train you," and then I he's mean, like, "Train me, please." And he's like, "Okay, you're like a I son." Mean, to yeah, me now. but also that that crop duster technique comes in and saves him, and like is why he wins. That's also in all of these movies. Like yeah. that's the basis of it. Yeah, like you learn technique, and then that technique pays off by the no, it didn't. This movie, this movie just ignored a. Like, is it Chekhov's gun? Chekhov's gun, yeah. Like, there was nothing to it. Like, there was nothing to him being a crop duster that actually helped him. Like, you could say that the one scene where, like, oh, he's flying low to the ground, that helped. Like, that does almost nothing. That's very insignificant because he ends up getting penalized and, like, loses that leak. It's so dumb. And that's on one leg of, like, I don't know, I think a 12-leg worldwide race. So he should have done well on that yeah, one, it's... but been massively behind on the rest of them. Yeah. It, it's just so frustrating that it, him being a crop duster was never a good thing. Yeah. Like, if we're, if we're talking, like, going against prejudices, like, a good message in a lot of movies is that, like, people will tell you you can't do something, and then you use something that is special about your difference, and you use it to your advantage. And that's how you overcome expectations and you surprise people. It's it's about accepting who you are and making people realize that who you are is different, but that that can be a, a good thing too. And this movie just didn't do that. Yeah. It, it was just completely ignorant to its own messages. And they're even like... Like you can, you can go defying expectations even and you can go like, oh, he worked to overcome this thing, but they didn't do those things either. He just Ugh, this movie's so bad. I you you know what? You're right. This movie's really bad. Yeah. And like he actively Just from basic storytelling perspective. And like he actively changed who he was. Like he cut off what made him a crop duster to do better. Yeah. Which is like a really bad thing. Really bad message. Yeah, that if your metaphor Yeah. Yep. You you guys get why it's bad. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah. my fourth prediction, if you want to talk about shooting fish in a barrel, was just, it is bad. <laughs> Which, yeah. Nailed yeah. that one. Yeah. This uh, is bad. Number the five storytelling, here. It was clearly like a rush job because they made Planes and Planes 2. They released within a, like two like It was 2013 and then 2014. Also, and... uh, I spoiled the plot of planes 2 do you mind if i spoil it for you sure just the premise the premise okay 
they fire so like at the and beginning of the movie apparently dusty finds out that he's got like an injured engine so he just becomes a firefighter that's the motivation for that he stops racing because his engine's bad huh so like that's that's dumb there are cars and cars there are cars and cars too whose engines get literally exploded and then they just and, have them fixed yeah and then and they, they just still keep race. racing but in planes too i guess planes engines are less replaceable yeah yeah it's yeah yeah we'll get into that in about five episodes i'm sure <laughs> Once, yeah. once we both, for the first time, watch Planes 2, Fire and Rescue. Yeah. All right. So number five um, was it was bad. Number four is was it was bad. Come on. Keep up. Oh. Number, number, f- number four. Number five was there will be helicopter characters, which like there was a helicopter in it, but there wasn't like a, I'm sure he had a name. There wasn't a character who was like important to the plot. So didn't get that one. Yeah. Uh, intense. There look weren't in- any helicopters trying to race. Which that would have been cool. We're yeah. I'm getting off track. <laughs> Number six here is we'll get a look into Sky Society or the Sky Society, if you will. Which I I I'd say we would. We we did get. Okay, so it's, like a lot. It's pretty of the much time, just cars, but yeah, you've mentioned many times sky society and like the more you would mention it the more i got this got my like thoughts i was thinking okay so lucas thinks that these are like completely separate societies and that like there are the planes and they live in their own place and there are the cars and they live in their own place and they're separate but they're very much not like in cars you don't see like any planes in the first one that is there, there aren't any planes or helicopters or flying vehicles that just live in the town and talk to people. But in planes, they're just a ton of cars and planes like living together. Yeah, and it's not like in Cars 3, which was after planes, they were like, oh, let's start integrating more, more planes, more planes and other vehicles into like, uh, like towns and like crowds and stuff. No, like... Yeah. Crowds and audiences in cars are always exclusively cars. And, like, there are planes and blimps and stuff in cars. They're just, like, very clearly special characters who, like, show up for two seconds to be like, oh, look, a blimp. Yeah. It really feels it really feels like the Marvel Cinematic Universe versus Netflix shows. Because the Netflix shows will constantly reference the movies and the overarching world and all this jazz but then you'll get to the movies and they won't even talk about it it's like why what those things that what what are you talking about those don't exist and it's like planes in the cars movies just don't exist when in the final race there were just so many cars there in that audience for this planes race yeah, it was like fully, fully integrated. Like, whereas in cars, it feels segregated, which, yeah. 
But yeah, I think that's a, a really good way to put it, actually, is the the Netflix versus movies MCU. It's just kind of weird because. Yeah. Yeah. It, it like Sky Society is non-existent. They just live with the cars in planes. That's it, which is weird. Yep. But the planes don't live with the cars in cars. Yeah. No planes in Radiator Springs. And Ooh. also. E. Oh, his best friends, his two best friends. Like, for sure, they're just not playing. Yeah, cars. Is it in... Like, do you think they're referencing the fact that there are just a lot more cars than there are planes? I mean, that could be part of it. That might be what it is. Which, like, even in the audiences for, like, the plane races, there there were more cars there than planes, I'd say. Or at least an equal amount. Yeah. I'd say it was probably, like, uh, four cars to every plane. Yeah, I, I think that's probably about right. Which could be part of it, but like, I don't know. Clearly there are a bunch of planes that should be in cars, but are not. And that's weird. And no boats come to these races. And that's rude. Yeah. Where do they get off? The dock. Oh, okay. Uh, number seven uh, is I predicted there would be no love interest. Which I still, I still maintain that Ashani was a love interest, even if they did not in any way get together he He was interested in her romantically clearly uh number eight was there would be no real just a real quick even if you don't count ishani you could count rochelle for the other character oh at least love interest yep a terrible nickname el chup yeah our our luchador friend was named el chupacabra and they called him El Choop the whole movie, which just makes my ears... I don't know. It sounds bad in my ears. I don't like hearing it or saying it. Also, someone made a joke Ugh. about, uh, like, sucking. Like, cars. Little cars. So, like... Oh, since he's the goat sucker, yeah. Yeah, yep. they certainly did. Yep. Okay, so that was weird. That was real weird. All right. Number eight. Number eight was that there would be no explanation of the crops he dusted. Boy, howdy, were you right? They, they just he has crops and he dusts them. He and he like dusts them. They mention foul-smelling something. Yeah, I want to say they called it compost, which sounds right to me. But like, and, and they do. I will give them this. They do do like a throwaway line towards the beginning where they're like, "Oh, corn biofuels the best." Yeah, but that was when he was fueling him because his friend is a tanker. Yeah, so like. I don't think all those crops were being made into fuel. Yeah. There are lots of crops, and we don't know what they do with them. They probably eat them, because we've established that there is food, but I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. This whole movie's weird. These are weird movies, and that's why we do podcasts about them, but it still upsets me. It's very upsetting, and very, very strange, and very bad. I would say... All right, number nine? Yes. The sidekick character would be a car, which I was right. Our our mater analog... Uh, Lucas... He is actually a truck, which is not a car. Yes, it is. Our <laughs> our character who is basically Mater. Gosh, I can't even remember his name. Uh, Chug. Chug, thank you. Uh, yeah, Chug was very he's stupid. a tanker. No, I got he, it. He's got, yeah, because he, he makes you Chug. He's so stupid. He's so stupid. He's, he's a very dumb little car. Lovable little dumb car. <laughs> Who can't remember anything for some reason. He's got 
an arm. He has an arm. So Dottie. He's a car with an arm. Dottie forklift. Yes. Dottie forklift girl. She, she used her forklift hands a lot. And it was very upsetting. It was so very upsetting. She was very talented with them. And like, she just had a like wrench she had very that was just precise control. Just like, on the metal that she could easily, like, it just bent. And it, it was far more that happens in any of the Cars movies other than these. Like, in Cars 1, 2, and 3, they don't really bend nearly that much. And it's very upsetting watching it bend in this movie. Those hands, man. They really freaked me out. Yeah, it was weird. Our last one was just that plane racing is stupid and nonsensical. Which, honestly, I'm going to give myself that one. It was weird and hard to follow. It was so dumb. They were just, like, for the most part, most of the practicing was just, like, turning or going up and down. When, the like, the majority of the race... It was just a straight line. It was so dumb. Yeah, and like they they placed this huge importance on agility towards the beginning with like these obstacle courses they had to go through. And that's what why they sort of gave Dusty like a bit of an edge because like they were like, oh, he's good at going. He's like decent at doing this yeah. kind of stuff. But it wasn't important. But then they Then they just fly in a straight line. They just fly in straight line uh, the whole were, time. There were the few times where they didn't, like when he didn't listen to his mentor and almost got killed because he's afraid of heights and almost got hit by train number four in this universe. That is true. We're, we, we've added a train. It almost a train. murders our protagonist. Yep. Also, uh... the scenery. We saw a train mountain and that man, train deities. I'm really feeling it. Oh yeah, that was either carved in reverence to them, or maybe they just made it in reverence of themselves because they can do that. All right, time for a very not fun fact. Just because, like, I realized that the best time to mention this would have been when I mentioned the fun fact, and also Franz, and that is that pretty much most engineers think that there are several reasons we don't have flying cars. Those those reasons are uh, safety, expense, noise, uh, legal issues. All all of those just like are much much too big obstacles to like actually justify it for now. Eventually, we're gonna get better electric motors, and everything's gonna be improving in a way that might allow for it. But realistically, even then, we're gonna have to work on like. What are you going to do? You're going to get a pilot's license rather than a driver's license? And on top of all of that, just the expense is so much. Having a vehicle that can fly, that's also safe. Imagine if you crash. What are you going to do? Nothing. You're going to die. It, it's You can't make it out of steel. That's ridiculous. Make it out of like aircraft-grade aluminum? Sure, but like even still, very, few, very little protection. Hmm. I will say that one was... While being very not fun, I will admit, it was a different kind of not fun. It was, as yeah. opposed to just being... Less tragic. Yeah, not like tragic, just like very pessimistic, almost. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not denying See, that like, those things are real issues. It, it just felt like, oh, 
Well, no flying cars, I guess. Okay. Yeah, like, flying cars could have theoretically happened 20 years ago, but they're not going to because it's too ridiculously expensive and the technology to make it safe and affordable and not insanely noisy and pilotable, all those things were not there for another probably 40 years. And that's like, if we can actually justify it, like we could make them now, but it's not likely. But also I wanted to go for something that's just not fun because like the other ones I get really uncomfortable with because they're just so tragic and I don't know how to handle that. And I feel like my tone doesn't convey that I'm really bothered by it. And like, it might seem like I'm doing that thing where like I'm watching a horror film and I, I start like getting like giddy because that's how I cope with fear sometimes. And I, I just, uh, I want to go for something that's just not fun. Well, you've achieved it. Nice. John, what I want to do is I want to do a bit of semi rapid fire. Semi rapid fire. I, I've, I've got, I took, yes. I've, I've, I've taken, I took several notes during the movie of things that bothered me. I want to present them, have a short little discussion about them, and get a bunch done right now. How do you feel about it? I feel like it's time for a question from Liz just before we do that. Oh, shoot. We All juked right. you. Question from Liz. Are there inter-vehicle relationships? Like a plane. Does, does plane sex car? Does car sex boat? Does submarine <laughs> sex blimp? Ooh. What do we think? We certainly don't. We certainly don't see any. You know. We don't even hear about any. Yeah. We hear about like, like flirtations. We hear flirtations. We hear about birth for planes, but we don't hear anything about like. I don't even think dating in regards to vehicles that are different from each other, like a blimp and a motorcycle, which I haven't ever seen a motorcycle. And like. I don't th- even think there's an instance of interest, you know, or, or even attraction, even like, yeah. oh, that's a pretty well, no, whatever. No, all of this is false. Oh, no. We have heard of attraction specifically. We haven't heard about like, sex or anything, but we've heard specifically one of the like forklift people at the airport say something along the lines of he just had too much baggage. And I'm pretty sure she was talking about a plane. Ah, she could have been talking about, like, one of those baggage transporters, though. Which is what I got from the joke. Yeah, she could have been. I, I think that was... But, dang. Let us let us know what you think. Uh, email, comment, like, subscribe, all of those things. Uh, do you think they were talking about a plane? Because I'd like to think so. Alright, so where do we stand on this? Inter, inter-vehicle relationships. Do you think it I could think, happen? Uh, I think romance, certainly, definitely possible. You know? I'm, romance is possible with any any consenting adults. Yes, of course. I'm not sure how... And, like, obviously, reproduction and sex do not have to be a part of a relationship, but I don't think... But they, we're talking about specifically sex right now. We're not talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not talking about... Can they be in love? We're talking about, do they fuck? And if we're going by headlights are used for sexing, 
Here's the thing. I mean, they could, I guess. Headlights are used for sex. We've had so many ways they sex. For cars. Also, honkers. Yeah. we got to talk about honkers. But, uh... We do. Oh, gosh. There's so much in this movie. All right. So, so before we talk about honkers, when, when two cars check out to other cars, uh, the lady cars get checked out, which... Okay, come on, planes. Let the men car planes be checked out, too. Uh, so they check out the flaps on the wings and the propeller at the back of one of the planes. So, like, back implies butt. So, like, that propeller was her butt. Yes. And those flaps, maybe, were the back of the wings, so maybe those were the other plane's butt. So like, maybe it could be her hips, too. Maybe hips, because they were, like, flipping, like... Yeah. sashaying so i can get that but then dusty is like definitely castrated when he talks about like this is reversible right i don't want to lose because he's like man he's so squeamish about losing his and it's called this sprayer no <laughs> i'm back yeah is he doesn't want to lose his sprayer so he wants to be more aerodynamic so like any good swimmer would do in the olympics they they get rid of that. That's yeah. what they do in the Olympics, right? Like Michael Phelps, he, he had it removed. As far as I can tell. Uh, yeah. And I want to fully establish right now that this isn't one of our things where we're like, oh, uh, what if like cars headlights were their uh, boobs <laughs> or their uh, vaginas? Uh, <laughs> okay. This is like fully implied by the movie. Like we're not reaching whatsoever. Him having that operation was some something to do with his. You're you're saying this, and you're saying, "Oh, headlights are their boobs" is like our joke, but like those girls flash lightning McQueen. That's like, yes, we could say the, that's reaching. Yeah, but then honkers. It's a yeah, Hooters yeah, okay. parallel, and honkers. Guess guess what the honkers are. Not not the horn. It's definitely the headlights because that's what was on the sign. Yeah, the neon sign had the headlights flash on and off as if like, this is what you're here for, boys. Oh yeah. Those nice honkers. So like even the even the thing that we were like, oh yeah, what if those are the gahungas? I mean, those are pretty like for sure the gahungas. Yeah, they're the gahungas. Uh I would say almost even more explicitly, even more explicit than that, was that Dusty's operation had something to do with his balls. His damn balls. Because, like, the parallel between a man who's squeamish about getting something removed because it's, like, his pride and joy, and also, this is reversible, right? You know, like a vasectomy, because they are very reversible. Like, come on! And, like, those, you could even argue, you could even argue, like, oh, he just doesn't want to have a body part chopped off. But then they do it, and he comes out, and his voice is noticeably lower. Okay, but he was definitely putting it on, because, like, after a few seconds, his voice stops being lower, and he's not, like, doing the machismo thing. Definitely yes. the implication is he's acting more manly because he's afraid he is, for some reason less manly yes come on come on movie do you have to fail at 
every social... Come on. Uh, stigmas. Well, we're talking about that. Do you want to get into Hinduism in the Cars world, John? About how there's a way to confirm one of their beliefs and they just don't confirm it? Yeah. So, so Hinduism in the Cars world is referenced in the fact that uh, Ashani says... Well, okay, so Dusty asks, uh, what's up with all these tractors? Tractors being cows. And then she says, they're sacred. Meaning, like referencing how cows are viewed as uh, close to divine in our world by that faith. So so that's all like, oh, nice little reference. But then, then she says that they believe that they will be recycled after death into being a tractor and recycling is a thing you can like watch happen that's a that's a real visible physical tangible thing they can just confirm that part of their faith they can just know that that it's true and they don't for some reason and even like i don't know if i was making this movie about what if cars were people i'm not sure i would have included you know any implication on what that would mean for any religion, let alone... Let alone Catholicism and Hinduism. Yeah, because I don't know that it's insensitive to to say, like, to compare their belief of rebirth to recycling or compare their their sacred animal of the cow to tractors, but I certainly don't know that it wasn't insensitive, you know? You know, I haven't thought about how that's probably insensitive, just comparing the cows to tractors in regards yeah. to that religion. But yeah, that's probably no bueno. It's like if they had a depiction of Kar Muhammad. That would be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Ooh, that whole... <laughs> yeah, it's certainly... Oh, <laughs> on a lot of levels. Oh, gosh. It's... It, it unsettles you, right? Like, what if they what if they thought that was a thing that they could do? That'd be crazy. Yeah, and like, obviously, John and I don't know what we're talking about when it comes to Hinduism, but it certainly didn't feel like the creators of this movie did either, you know? Yeah. Oh, boy. Man, this movie. This movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I agree. Was this the rapid fire? Sure. We can, yeah. They're steroids. They're steroids, John. They're steroids. 100% steroids. Like, sure, it's fuel, but that's steroids. It's steroids, for sure. Yeah. Uh, someone someone gets kicked out of the running because steroid use. All right, next cool. thing. The Statue of Liberty is a forklift, and, like, I know. I know it couldn't have been the normal Statue of Liberty, but, man, it was real jarring to see a forklift be a Statue of Liberty, huh? Yeah, but also, like, why wouldn't it be a car? Like... It's based on cars. It's a forklift, not a car. Why? Why would you do that? Come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Also, why are there uh, so many forklifts? There are so many forklifts. I get it. It's because the hands. All... But come on. Stop using them forever. Okay. I got a rapid fire one. So there were a bunch of forklifts that just played guitar. And like, you could just watch them play guitar. That's <laughs> really weird. They're also so love versatile. Machine. Yeah, they say there was a musical number in which El Chupacabra sang Love Machine, but he did two different versions of it because he did one. And one of them was 
good, I guess. And it was the uh... one with a bunch of steel guitars. But like, it was, there's a reason that was a question. All right, what's your next rapid fire thing? Next rapid fire was rockets are confirmed. There was one uh, yeah. bit that the guy said, oh man, even the Saturn rocket couldn't catch you. Which I think implies that the Saturn rocket, A, exists, obviously. B, is a person. So but, but we've does got it some more that? material for our... I feel I, like it implies the opposite. I think it's gotta. They didn't call him Saturn. They didn't call him some other name. They called him the Saturn rocket. Uh, but why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he be a person? Why would you refer to a person as the Saturn rocket? I mean, they called Doc the Hudson Hornet. Maybe it's a thing. I mean, sure, but it's a little and on that's the nose. Like the to... type of car he is. Uh, it's a little on the nose, though. <sighs> yeah. What his name was just like Saturninus. That'd be weird. That'd be. Yeah. All right. I'm not sure many people will get that reference. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. There was a car who had hair, and like I don't think we can talk about that much more than just saying that. But there was a car who had hair. It was a bartender. Oh, she had yeah. pigtails. But it may have been a wig, because it seemed to be like one of those good old-fashioned costumes. Yeah, but they have the concept of hair, and that's that on its own. I mean, we've seen the concept of hair before, I'm sure. I mean, even, like, Dracula Mater definitely had Dracula hair. Yeah, okay. But it's just another example of it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there was a boat called the Dwight Fleisenhauer, and again, we can't talk about that much more than that, other than Dwight Eisenhower exists in this universe. No, Dwight Fleisenhauer. And a plane, I would say. Dwight Fleisenhauer. A boat yep. named Fleisenhauer uh, because he's Navy, but also has a ton of planes on and a bunch of forklifts inside of him, which, oh, come on. Uh, all right. See, I think he was a boat named after the president, Dwight Fleisenhauer, who was a plane like they do. Come on. We're not going uh, you know, to elect a, a plane. Come on. In this economy? Uh, I have <laughs> under that boat has big hat. He did well, wear a big hat, and that was just very... He had, like, an admiral's hat, and that was very strange to me. Lucas, not, not, while, not while this country's politics are all up in the air. <sighs> okay. It was, you get it? You get it? All right, so uh, back to Fleisenhauer. His eyes were, like, hundreds of feet away from his mouth. And that just really bothers me. Yeah, he was an aircraft carrier. His eyes were where, like, his command center was, and his mouth was on the front of his boat. And that was just a very jarring character was... design, much like our friend the blip. Yep. Uh... Yep. Very, very upsetting, both of them. Last one I've got that I want to mention is Skipper. Skipper, like, kind of stole val Valor a little bit. Would you agree with that statement? I don't think I would, because uh, stealing Valor... Like, you gotta, it's it's pretending that you have done things that you have not and, like, all that jazz, but I don't think he ever says that he, like, specifically went on those missions. He mentions missions, and he mentions, like, uh, his boys, and other people make a lot of assumptions and say he did things, and that he, like, he doesn't tell them they're wrong, which is... Definitely, like, vaguely Valier, Valier Steely. Yeah. But, like, 
also, that, that's why I did the sorta. Yeah, it's not direct. It's definitely not direct. But it's not, but like morally sound. <laughs> it's definitely a bad thing that he's not correcting people, and also like uh, it, he's real hung up about it, and he doesn't want to talk about it. And I get that, but also like don't go along with it the way you did. Especially if yeah. you fly for truth. Come on, man. Hey, John, we've been talking Which, for an hour. What does that mean? Fly for truth? I couldn't tell you. I could not even <laughs> begin to tell you. Uh, we've been talking for an hour, and we haven't mentioned the scene in which we watched several planes get blown out of the sky. Yep. yep I think we yep, should yep. probably rectify that one, huh? So, uh, <laughs> so we knew that there was a scene, a war scene, in these movies. Yes. We couldn't really remember what it was or remember it. And uh, I kind of had it in my head, the idea of like, oh, yeah, it's probably just like this thing where you see some gunfire, you see like planes and boats and whatnot, and you see some like cars maybe. And like, then you see the character that you're following the memory of. And like, you see flashes and you see smoke everywhere. And like, oh, he can't really see. And oh, no, it's tragic. And you don't really see all that much because it's a kid's movie. But no, no. Dudes get shot to death and explode in front of you. It's really intense. Like, you you get to hear him talk to some of his men that he has trained. And then you watch all of them die. You watch them all get, like, just brutally killed. A squadron, a full squadron that has been established as rookies. All rookies. and he didn't even want to, like, go and do this, like, thing that they wanted. He just, like, he didn't even agree to actually do what they wanted. They wanted to have a quick flyby and, like, take take out a boat that they had seen. But he said no. And then they convinced him. And he's like, okay, we're still not going to just go do that. We're going to do closer reconnaissance. And they all die because he made a calculated risk of we're just going to get a little bit closer and a little bit closer got them entrenched in just what I can only describe as bullet hell. Yeah, like, it was a massacre. It was ridiculous. Oh, it was, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why they chose to do that, you know? <laughs> you mentioned like afterwards that there's like in a lot of film like, in adult war film, you'll see planes get shot out of the sky, and, like, it's really jarring, it's sad, but there's still that degree of separation of, oh, you saw a plane explode, you didn't see a body explode. But in this kid's film, yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah. You watch bodies be riddled with bullets and explode. And that's just... You just watch so many of these young... Men and women, may probably just men. It was World War Two, like huh. also yeah, World War Two. So like that's yeah, man. Which like we've we've said before, based on this scene, like we knew about this scene and we're like, yep, World War Two exists. That's something we have to talk about at some point. Yep. And man, we still have to talk about it. Huh? Yeah. So, because like it was. Cl- He's he's a plane made in ni- the 1940s. 
everything looked the right era and it looked like the Pacific theater of World War II. Like that was clearly the implication. It was, it was the Pacific yeah, theater of World War II. Which also means that he was... So that's something. He was, huh? I think it was, he started the manufacturing of his sort of vehicle in 42. That sounds Meaning right. he was like at most two years old when this happened. Yeah. And then because of this tragedy and watching all of his trainees die at the age of two, he lost the ability to fly. And as a oh, result, man. I think also the ability to walk because of his PTSD. And he had to be this movie around. takes place in 2013. Yeah. He had to be carted around after this tragedy for what's the math on that? Like, like about 60 years. 60 about years. About 70 years, actually. 70. Yeah, but 60 years when he had only been alive to that point for two. And then he meets Dusty and he flies again. So that's something. He lived 35 times the length of his life before that accident, after that accident. Incapable of walking. He was carted around by his nice, nerdy friend who I thought was really young, but turns out is just as old as he is, which aging does not make sense in in these movies at all. I don't get it. Yeah. And if we're implying that we, we implied that trauma affects aging and dying, but he, he was also shot down. He just survived. Mm -hmm. So and Dusty nearly drowned was in like a typhoon and just got destroyed and all of his parts replaced. And then he's not out of racing from all of that, but in the next movie, his engine's bad? Man, this is inconsistent. Man, these movies are bad. Yeah, it's almost like these two didn't have the same level of care and love as even, like, Cars had put into them. Which, like, I'll say, Cars definitely as has even, love put into them. But... As even Cars 2 had put in it. Yeah, Cars, Cars 2... 2 was just a, a hot mess. Yeah, at least it's, like, a little bit self-consistent with the rest of it. Like, the events of Cars 2 are never mentioned again, but, like, they make some some tiny amount of sense within the universe. Yeah. And in this movie... Oh, boy. This movie. Yeah. I think we should go ahead, wrap this one up, final thoughts, and both do... But let's both do a rating for it. Uh, out of 10. What do you think? All right. Uh, I'm gonna give it a 4 out of 10. I was thinking 3. So, that should tell you something. Yeah, it's just like, one, one for me means that it's like actively painful to watch and I cannot enjoy it at all. Five is a movie that like, I don't want to see, but like having seen, I don't regret. Yeah. Like Planes, having seen it twice, if it weren't for this podcast, definite regrets. Yeah. And like, if I remember right, I gave Cars 2 like a six or a seven. So that, that that'll show you how much how much I disliked this movie more than Cars 2. It was not not a good experience. But I hope you had yeah. a good experience listening to us two yahoos talk about it. If nothing else, you can just commiserate with us. Yeah, watch it. Misery loves company. You can All watch right, it and then so get mad about it like we did. Those are our ratings. Final thoughts. This movie, the more you think about it, the worse it is. Uh, Franz was the highlight of this film. Clearly. Beautiful. Love Franz. Uh, um, I don't really have much more to say. 
Uh, final thoughts wise. Yeah, only thing I'll add, there were some enjoyable moments. Like, obviously, there were some funny bits. There were some characters who I cared about a little bit. But overall, not good. Yeah. Don't watch it. Or watch it. Don't watch it. I'm not your mom. Uh, don't watch it. I guess I am your mom. <laughs> don't don't watch it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so those are our final thoughts. Do we have anything else to do? Uh, corrections. We had a correction. I forgot what it we was. We certainly did. Dang. Guess we're just perfect for now. Yep. Uh, but if you liked this, why don't you give us a rating or a review or like it or comment on it or subscribe? There are lots of different things you can do depending on the service you're on, but do one of them. That'd be cool. Please, please uh, tell people that you think might have any amount of interest in this. Please tell them about us. Please point them in our direction. Please have them listen. Don't like make anyone listen who's not going to like it at all. But like, please just get get some of your friends. Tell them about us. See if they have any interest. See if you can uh, help us spread the, the good, good message about cars and planes and trains and automobiles. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, follow us on stuff. We're on Twitter at the Kachat. We have an email, uh, thekachat at gmail.com. And is that everything? Sounds like everything. Seems like it. All right. And okay. until next time. Anyway, I was Lucas. I was John. Remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a beamer.